Just a huge welcome. My name's Steve. And this morning we, we're going to talk about prayer. And we're going to talk about prayer that changes everything. Uh, and as we continue our series on Ephesians, looking at our born identity, uh, we're discovering and rediscovering. For some of us, we're discovering. For some of us, we're rediscovering who we are in Christ. And from that place of a secure identity, we then get to change the world. Sounds good? Um, from my own point of view, if God didn't want us to change our world, then why would he have told us we could try? If God hadn't, hadn't wanted us to change the world, he wouldn't have told us that we could try. And so God's called every one of us, each and every one of us, to act as if we're world changers. Uh, and what, what we've noticed and what we're seeing, for many of us, we you imagine three stations. Um, some of us, we, we don't actually believe that we are world changers. And this is all really weird. Other people are world changers. People who are a bit more handsome than I am. People that have got a six-pack. People that have got more charisma, have got more charismatic personalities. Or people that are, uh, have got uh, all their issues sorted. For some of us, we, we don't feel like we, we are world changers. For other, others of us, we're beginning to see and understand and to think, yeah, actually, I could make a difference in my work, workplace. Uh, God could use me uh, where I am. God could use me at the school gate. God could use me down the gym. God could use me in, in, when I have coffees. And for some of us, we are convinced that we're world changers, and part of our role is to help other, other people through those stages. Uh, Changing our world looks like changing our communities, our towns, our workplaces, um, our families. But it all, all starts, it always starts from a place of knowing our God-given identity, our, our true God-given identity. And so as a forming church, we've been, we've been sort of tasked with, uh, with changing our community. And one of, the, one of the things that Viv and I we felt is that we just, we're just here to recklessly give ourselves away to this dream. And this notion that as a church we could change our world. We could change our community. And our, we believe it's through each, each and every one of us. Uh, people who come to uh, our job club. People who you meet with in the university. People on the Northern Line as you take the sweaty trip up. <laughs> Up, up north, uh, or whether it's up over coffee, um, we're recklessly giving ourselves away. The other thing that we, we feel like we're called to do is to um, to seek the welfare of our community. And we've got this vision that as a church we would we would be known not for what we do on Sundays, um, but we've been challenged by God uh, not to be the best church in the community, but be be the best church for our community. So one of the things that we, we thought, imagine in 10 years' time, someone needed a job, or someone needed healing, or someone was just desperate, or they were lonely, or depressed, or their marriage was in a difficulty. In 10 years' time, we would love to hear people say, I need a job, uh, I, need, I need help. They would, where can I go? Oh, I know, we can go to Balambino. Uh, if people are sick, they can come to Balambino. And so we would rather, as a challenge for all churches, if our church didn't exist, would our community notice? Would our community notice if, if we, we weren't here? 
For us as Christians, we would just find another church. The reality is, if our church closed, many of us, we would just go and find another church. Uh, because there are loads and loads of other fantastic churches. But for us, it's what difference can we make in our community? And what we're doing is we're, we're inviting people to come. Come and let's together bring life to, to Ballon and beyond. Uh, and so that's, that's a real challenge. We, um, there, are, there are certain aspects of what we do as followers of, followers of Jesus. And what we're aiming to do as disciple, disciples and followers of Jesus is to copy what Jesus did. And today, these next few weeks, we're going to look at prayer and the Holy Spirit. Uh, how did Jesus pray, and how do we copy, copy that? Uh, and today, for me personally, is years in the making. Uh, I've got the privilege of speaking about one of my favourite portions of Scripture. Uh, it's impacted me over the last 15 years. I pray this for myself weekly. I pray this for other people regularly, if not weekly. Sometimes if people come forward at the come forward for prayer. I'll often pray this prayer for them. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about this morning. But, and so what we're going to do is we're going to look at this prayer at the beginning, and then I thought it'd be great just to pray. We're going to pray together as a, as a church. Uh, so shall we read this prayer? Uh, I'm going to get all Anglican and liturgical. Would you stand while I read uh, <laughs> While I read the scripture, the words are going to come on the screen. I'm going to read it twice. And what I'd like you to do the, uh, the second time I read it is just close your eyes. And just as I read the prayer, just let the words wash over you. But we're going to, we're going to read it first. So I think the words are going to come up. Ephesians 1. Is it on there? Ephesians 1. I think we're going to start with verse 15. There we go. Great. Thanks a lot. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Uh, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. The, that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the age to come. I'll leave it there. Okay, I'm going to read it again. Just close your eyes. For this reason, ever since I've heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all of God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation, so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, 
the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. You see, that power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted when Christ uh, was in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion. And every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the age to come. And God placed all things under Jesus' feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. This is the word of God. It's absolutely true. And it's given to you and me in love. Amen. As I was thinking about today, I was thinking, imagine, imagine, imagine the people that you and I love. Imagine the people that you love. The people that you care about. It may be if you're a, if you're a mom or a dad, the, your children. It might be that you're, um, you're your nieces, your nephews, your younger sisters, your younger brothers. It might be that you're a small group leader here and God's given you pastoral care for 8, 10, 12 people. Imagine those people that you care about, that, that you love. Imagine writing a prayer to them. Imagine writing down something to, to the people that you love, the prayer that you had in your heart for them the emotions that you had in, in for them. This is, about, this is like Paul. He's the father of the church, and he's writing a prayer. And these prayers, there are a, a dozens of um, what they're called apostolic prayers in the New Testament, where Paul and Peter, the, 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 the apostles of the church, would write prayers given to the church that they were writing to. What I'd like to do this week, just a little challenge for some of us, is... Those people that you love, that you treasure, that you, that you care about, just write down a prayer for them, just as an exercise. Just write down a prayer. If there was something that you could give them that they could have for years and years to come, a prayer that you had in your heart for them, a desire, a dream, a wish that they would, they would become like Christ, just, just write that prayer down. Because what you're doing is you're tapping into your emotions, the same emotion that, that Paul must have felt when he wrote to the church in Ephesus, the, or he's the father of the church now, or the, the, the prayer that he wrote to us today, what would be some of the, those emotions that he might have felt? You see, I want to propose today that uh, God has placed prayers in the scriptures for us to use. There are hundreds of prayers, scriptures that we can use to help fuel our prayer life. Think about it, we use scriptures for all kinds of things. For some of us who are churchgoers, we, every week we use a scripture for a talk. Or we're trying to, we're talking about truth, and so we're trying to prove God's truth to other people. Uh, or we're seeking some of, uh, some of life's biggest questions. We go to the scriptures, don't we? Or we use it when we're seeking direction. I don't know how many of you have done this, where you've gone. Go on, I know. If you're here, if you're with me, I'm going to open up my Bible anywhere, and you're going to speak to me. And we open it up, and we get to some random passage in Ezra, and it says, Ezra 3, 
when the seventh month came and the Israelites had settled in their towns, the people assembled. Let me try that again. If, you, if you're really with me, Jesus, speak to me. We've all done that. Those of us who are seeking, who are seeking, uh, disciples of Jesus, we've all, we've all done that. So we use scriptures, don't we, for all kinds of things. Sometimes when we prophesy with people, or where we speak in encouragement over people, we might use scriptures. Um, we use it to model our life against. We look at Jesus in the scriptures, and we, and we want to become like Jesus. Um, but how, how about helping us when we're praying? How about, how, how about using it to help us pray? I wonder whether we've, some of us have never thought about that, never experienced the power of the prayers that there are in the scriptures. Uh, I, I think there are two stumbling blocks that stop us from praying or prevent us from, from praying extended times. And uh, number one is distractions. Suddenly you close your eyes and your to-do list comes to mind and you suddenly have a whole load of things that as you start praying that you have to do. You know, uh, I don't know, some of us have read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Anyone read that? Yeah. And suddenly you become the, you become, <laughs> I'm trying, you become this expert at task management when you, as soon as you start praying, because all of the things come to mind, oh yes, I must do this, I must do this, I must do this. Uh, sometimes our distractions are a bit of stumbling blocks. And the, the other thing, the second thing that I think is a, is a stumbling block are, we just don't know what to pray. Sometimes we close our eyes and we're, ah. Hello? Uh, I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to pray. And these two things, distractions and language, we don't know what to pray. Those are some of the things that prevent us from connecting with, with Jesus, connecting with the Holy Spirit. Uh, a few years ago, I, a, a friend of mine, I'm going to use a swear word, but I'm going to replace it with lettuce. <laughs> That's okay. Um, there's no way around it. A, a few years ago, a, a friend of mine, he just became a follower of Jesus. And we were teaching him about prayer. And he said, you know, you, all, you go down the front and you pray for people. What do you say? How do you pray? What do you do when you pray? And I taught him to, to take his Bible down, down the front at prayer ministry. And I taught him to take this scripture here. Ephesians 1, verse 17. I told him, to, and I just said to him, just when you go down the front, just grab your Bible and pray this over the person uh, who's receiving prayer. There are prayers in the Bible that we can use. There are prayers that we can use to help uh, bless and encourage other people. And so I sort of sent him off, sent him off down the front. There was a guy there, and um, he's a big guy. This guy, he just became a He's a big guy. He worked up in the city, so his, his language was very coarse. And um, I just sort of let him go, just like, yeah, you, you can pray, just take that scripture, let him pray. Just don't pray anything else, just pray that. <laughs> Please don't pray anything else. And so he started praying, and I said, you know, when you, when you pray, just put your hand on his shoulder. And he started praying. And so I was sat at the back, and I was watching, and I could see this guy who was receiving prayer just going, just like, he's obviously crying, just as this guy was praying for him. And so my friend came back and he said, 
Lettuce. Lettuce. What the lettuce was that about? <laughs> in, ch in church. Um, and I was like, what happened? He said, as soon as I started praying this prayer in Ephesians, this guy started crying. What the lettuce was that about? <laughs> I'm only a new Christian, and I don't get this lettuce thing. <laughs> but this lettuce thing works. I'm going to do this all the time. Quite fantastic. You see why I had to replace a certain word. But it was awesome. And it, it put power into this guy's prayer life. And so I showed him some other apostolic prayers, other prayers in the New Testament that you can pray over people. Uh, there's two in Ephesians. The other one is in Ephesians 3. And uh, it's the prayer for Ephesians. You can always tell when it's a prayer in the New Testament because the, the title always says, a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it really easy. Uh, and so we're going to look at this prayer uh, another time. But it's Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 20. God has placed help here. God has placed help for prayer, to fuel your prayer life in here. And um, have you ever been in a boring prayer meeting? Yeah. yeah. Let me hear an amen. Can I see that hand? Yeah. We all have. For some of us who've been Christians a while, we've all been in boring prayer meetings. We don't know what to say. You'll stand in a circle or sit in a circle and you'll assume the position and then you think, who's going to pray for us? There's always that awkward 30 seconds when I hope someone else prays because I'm, I'm thinking about my to-do list. I'm getting distracted, but I hope someone else prays. And then suddenly someone else prays for you. That's good. And it goes around the circle. You suddenly see this pattern. It's like, they pray, they pray, they pray. You ever done that? And then next to me, oh, lettuce, I've got to pray next. And we've all done that, haven't we? Um, forgive me, if you're, if you're new to faith, or you've, this is all a bit of a weird, you've landed in a foreign country. Um, there are some really weird things that we pray. And... Um, can I just tell you about one? Uh, hedge of protection. <laughs> you ever heard that? Lord. They always have a deep voice. Lord, put a hedge of protection. They're suddenly American as well. Lord, put a hedge of, hedge of protection around this person. A big hedge. A big hedge. I'm not sure where that is in the Bible. But there are these things, and so we imagine this hedge going up around the person, around the family, around their home. And then the devil comes along with his fork. He's like, oh no, there's a hedge. I've only got a fork. If only I had a hedge trimmer. I've never got like the hedge of protection. I've never, I've never understood it. So we pray some really weird things. If we pray the, if we pray the Bible, we're safe. You see, the Bible says, don't pray for a hedge. Pray for a shield of faith. Pray for the full armor of God, that you may withstand and resist the devil's schemes. 
A hedge isn't going to stop the devil. I just wanted to put that out. Um, we can do better than that when we pray. The other thing that we can do better is the, what we pray. Uh, so Jesus says, don't go babbling on. Don't prattle on. Jesus' prayers are really short. This apostolic prayer took me a minute. If you're going to be praying for five minutes, Jesus says, don't. Just keep your prayers short. Particularly when you're praying for other people, people of no faith. They just want just short, short prayers. Uh, and so what we're going to do, we're going to just spend the next ten minutes just praying through these, uh, this scripture here. When I pray for, for you, when I pray for myself, I'm, I pray for three things. I pray for God's wisdom. Um, and this is here, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation, uh, that you may know Christ better. So I'm praying for wisdom uh, for every situation. We could go around here, 67 people here, we could go around and say, what's, what's the need right now? And I, I wonder, for some of us, it's, I just need wisdom in this situation. I'm facing something at the moment in my life. God, would you give me wisdom? So sometimes, if I'm praying for people, so sometimes people come, come forward for prayer. And I'll be checking in myself, is it, do they need wisdom? Uh, or number two, is it, do they need God's fruit? The Holy Spirit comes, there's the fruit of the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes with fruit. And just shout out, those of us who know more than me, what are some of the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. There's nine of them. Come on. Faithfulness. Purity. Yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> Uh, Galatians. Galatians is all about the fruit of the Spirit. You want to know more about the fruit of the Spirit. What part of the fruit of the Spirit do you need to grow more in? Is it, I just need more patience. I need more kindness in my workplace. It might be, um, we're just off to, uh, it might be, you just need more self-control. God, give me more self-control with my, with my behaviours, with my actions. Give me more peace. Give me more love. Okay. God's wisdom, God's fruit. And the last one, when we pray for people, it's God, we need your gifts. What are the gifts of the Holy Spirit? What are the gifts of the Holy Spirit? And um, I imagine it like at any moment, because all of us, if we follow Jesus, we have the fullness of the Holy Spirit living and breathing inside of us. We have access to wisdom, we have access to, uh, to fruit of the Spirit, and we have access to God's gifts. I imagine God's gifts a bit like a toolbox. But at any moment, I need to reach behind me. God, I need a gift of faith. I'm facing this area. I don't currently have faith in myself. Where's that toolbox full of the gift of faith? I'm reaching behind. I really need some faith. And I grab it and I take the gift of faith. Oh God, I need the gift of miracles. I really need a miracle in this situation. Or a gift of healing in this situation. You see, there's power, also the gift of tongues as well. So it's a really weird 
it's a really weird thing to do. We, uh, a couple of years ago, we, we went through this thing called a fire tunnel. And it's, it was a bit weird. And so people stand either side and they pray for you. You walk through this tunnel, people bless you and they pray for you. Um, and my mum asked Sam, Sam went through, through one as well, uh, this was a few years ago, and my mum was trying to find out what, what is a fire tunnel, what is a fire tunnel, what is it? And Sam said, yeah, they just say, Shabbat Abadu, and then you fall over. <laughs> That's how he described it. But the gift of tongues is a powerful tool, it's a powerful tool. You could start with Shabbat Abadu and then work on So. What I want you to do, we're going to pray for our country, our country's government. They need wisdom. When we pray for our rulers and authority, people in power, these next couple of weeks, God, give our country wisdom. Give the people who are voting wisdom to know who to vote for. So what I want you to do is just get into twos and threes, just where you are, and pray Start praying for the, the country, pray for wisdom, and then in a couple of minutes I'll pause, and then I want you to ask each other, where do you need wisdom? What area in your life currently do you need wisdom from God? Does that make sense? Okay, so first of all, we're just going to pray threes and fours, just move around, turn around. Uh, don't spend too long introducing yourself, because we want to spend like a, a several minutes just praying for pray for everyone who is able to vote, that they would be wise, that they would have the spirit of wisdom as they, as they begin to vote for uh, a monumentous uh, election coming up. Father, give wisdom to our nation. May we be called a united kingdom. May we live up to our name, in Jesus' name. Uh, do me a favour, stand up if you need wisdom in your life right now. If there's an area of issue. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said stand up if you don't need wisdom. Okay, put your hand on your heart. Actually, put your hand on your head. You need wisdom. With your other hand, almost put it in front of you as you're given that issue, given that circumstance, given that person, given that decision. Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory. May I give to you the spirit of wisdom. I bless all your neuropathways. I bless your cognitive processes now that you would have more wisdom. Thank you, Jesus, that you, uh, you initiated this thing called the spirit of wisdom. Where Solomon... He asked for it. What was the one thing that God, God said, what's one thing you want? And Solomon said, wisdom. Give me wisdom. God said, that's, you're, you've made a good choice. 
I'll give you wisdom plus more. So God, we pray for every effort. All of us standing here, give us wisdom. your neighbour and uh, just in twos just say one thing uh, we talked about the fruit of the spirit what's one thing in terms of growing up in the Lord that you want more fruit in your life you want to be bearing fruit in your life whether it's more love more, more peace more joy more perseverance patience kindness just turn turn really quickly what's one thing that, that you want of love we release the spirit of joy, peace, the fruit of patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and we release the fruit of self-control. I just had this uh, funny thought that uh, for some of us, if we, if we take a packed lunch, whether it's to work or we make, make dinner, when you, leave, when you leave your house, the fruit is available. Uh, we're just going to do something a bit weird. Would you just reach up as if there's a fruit in the tree? And just, what you can do, it's a bit weird. Uh, what you can do is just reach, take some fruit, what you need every day, and just take it with you. So if you need peace in your work, or you need kindness, just take, like metaphorically, spiritually, take that fruit with you. Stick it in your pocket, or stick it on your heart. But take that fruit. Or if you need self-control, just put a fruit of self-control by your, by your laptop. Mm. Just have that thing there. Just that, I am, I am full of fruit of self-control. Okay. So we pray for God's wisdom, God's fruit. Now we want to pray for God's gifts. Why don't you take a seat? I'm praying for you this morning and I, I just felt so the gift, some, the Bible talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit some of them are gifts of knowledge gifts of understanding gifts of prophecy and I was asking God, Lord give me, give me a gift of knowledge give me some, where well, there's some people here that God wants to speak to and um, I, I had this I had this picture of uh, if you were to describe your life and you could, you could describe your life in one way. It's almost like you're going against the grain of the wood. You're constantly finding yourself hitting splinters. You're constantly hitting against, against things. And what, what you're dreaming about is just to go with the grain of wood. And I felt it was to do with, with work, with your job, with uh, just that you're at work. There's just, you're constantly hitting this issue, you're constantly hitting it against the grain, and it might be that the, the pit, where I saw you, you were trying to, you were trying to bring in a new way of thinking into your workplace, but you were coming against old patterns, old ways, and just God wants wants you to just encourage you. He hears what you've been praying. He understands what you're saying, and He wants to come and, and bless you in, in your workplace. Um, the other, the other person that I, I felt was just around love, and um, it might be some of the songs we sang, um, 
it might be some of the things that we had, but this morning as I was walking out, I just felt like you just want to experience pure love. You've had, you've known love, you've understood love, um, but if you were to describe your life, it was, uh, you wanted some purity in your life. You wanted pure life. And I just felt like God wanted to just leave that, leave that with you. The other person that I felt people were saying is this gift of tongues. Uh, it's a free gift. And if you, if you don't speak in tongues, I felt like God wanted to say, just come, just come forward and we'll get some people to pray with you to release this gift of tongues over your life. Is that something? Okay, why don't we stand? And we're just going to sing some songs. If any of those words mean anything to you, would you come forward and we can get some people to pray for you? They may or may not swear <laughs> as they pray. Um, probably not. Why, why don't we stand? We're just going to worship. If you do want prayer for any of those words or you want prayer for anything, you have any physical pain in, in your body now and you want some prayer, uh, come forward now. Come forward and get some prayer.